0: summary of what we talked about and then zach did, would do it and we took turns doing it scott did it never took so many turns that. it took so many turns uh, but anyway hey everybody <laughs> i i
1: uh i i want to say so you want to say so say it we're rolling well hey everybody welcome to bros
0: bibles and beer it's episode 203 uh probably out of order um Zach, how's it going? It's going great. Scott, Jeff, I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad you
1: asked.
2: Scott, I'm okay.
1: That's fantastic. I mean, if you really care, <laughs> barely. All like, right. If you keep talking like that, it's going to make me care lot. Well,
0: this is probably the best dead open ever. Um, because usually we have some. Uh, I have no
1: headphones. Um, Yeah, let's let's show let's tell the people how the fudge is packed right now. Yeah, let's give a little behind the scenes. (laughs) We are we
0: are old school right now. Uh, We are at the original,
1: the OG Bros Bibles Beer headquarters slash my upstairs bedroom (laughs) slash office bedroom, (laughs) and it's the original Bros. Andy is traveling the world, so it's just Scooter Scott Holbert. Um, sorry, I said your last name. (sighs) Jeff. Ooh, that's bad. And uh, myself, Zach. Good to be here. Yeah. Feels and like you, old times. Yeah, it's
0: old times. Thank you. Oh. I moved my fingers it, on the bad mic.
1: so I know. We're so all the good gear is at the actual studios we use. Um, so we're we're on backup microphones and whatnot. And uh an engineer myself who has not done this in a long time. We sound great normally because of Andy and uh we miss you, Andy, and you know. By the time this comes out, we'll see uh, how how it ends up. So I'll just apologize in advance, guys. For uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. So before I take a sip of this tasty beverage that you brought, Jeff. Yes, I did. And you can describe it, Ooh, Scott. Scott picked something up he'd never seen it before. <laughs> this is fantastic. It looked it looked intriguing. It's got a cool looking can from Athletic Brewing Company, Free Wave
0: I Hazy mean, Hazy IPA. Everybody yeah. think about. What what type of beer would be called an athletic beer? Yeah. You know, that athletes would drink.
2: They do make nice cans.
1: <laughs> it stood out to Scott. Athletes, nice cans, Scott. Athletes yeah. make
2: for nice cans,
1: yeah. And so, you know, you open it up, you smell it. It smells a little bit like a sewer. <laughs> and, you, and you said you were
0: a little low on beer, so we needed to help out and bring some beer yeah. this evening. And
1: Scott brought some good beer. I think... I think art the uh, unstoppable art greco mm. if you remember and people if you haven't heard one of the art greco he he brought a, a love offering to the podcast in the form of Guinness cans mm-hmm. that happened to be non-alcoholic Guinness unbeknownst to him until we were drinking on the podcast yeah. That, however, tasted a little bit like Guinness. This does not resemble I, I think a hazy IPA. Fun of for that. You did, and yeah. now it's full circle. Yeah. Karma is real, apparently, because you brought the non-alcoholic yeah. Free Wave. Yeah, non-alcoholic guys. It's non-alcoholic.
2: It's got point four percent.
1: It. Oh, really?
2: Well, less than so, so it's a Mormon hazy yeah. IPA.
0: Yeah. Or Utah oh. hazy IPA. Uh, yeah, and it has a horrible, horrible aftertaste. But if you guys want to sponsor us and send us free Athletic <laughs> Brewing Company, <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty left. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, but it is not Athletic nor All right, beer. Well, I, I've
2: got a headline for you guys. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh. Uh, oh,
1: and
2: and but Jeff, uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, What Jeff, Jeff brought okay, yeah. is going to taste even better
1: now.
0: Uh. Uh, it's Frisbee Brewing uh Rancho Mission Viejo I was given a couple of crawlers I'll t- tell why later but um it is I'm not exactly sure what type of oh wait a second it does have a session
1: name. IPA session
0: IPA Send, sendero oh like the session IPA 5.7% yeah.
2: all right it's like a light IPA not too hoppy
0: I do like the hops and Crisp. missing that but I appreciate the. It's got the
1: hops. It's missing the uh, the body, the uh, the girth that adds more alcohol. Mm. So maybe that's it. And it's light. Yeah, you're probably right. It's lightly bittered. It's not super bitter. So it's supposed to be
2: drinkable. Yeah, even for athletes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the headline? All right. So how about this headline? World Cup warning. Pork. Porn, sex toys, and LGBT flags could get fans arrested in Qatar. What's pork porn? Well, <laughs> well, um, let's just say it's been a while. Posi- Maybe body off. positivity is out the window.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh wow, I get it. Um, it's been, I'm off my porn game, pork? Scott. So pork porn.
2: Sorry. Let me read that again. Pork, comma.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I get it now.
2: Uh, uh, porn, comma. Yeah. So
1: no pork, and cutter. Yeah, and cutter. No porn. No porn. No LGBTQ flags. No flags. Okay. Yeah. And Uh, what else?
0: Uh oh, sex toys. Sex toys. Just like wandering around. (laughs) Guitar. Yeah. Why would that? So Jeff's off limits. Jeff is like (laughs) a walking (laughs) sex toy. That. (laughs) Good grief. Why would that be? I think it's pro- it's probably more for the. I want to apologize to everybody right now. We're ten minutes in, and you are probably like it's... you might not be listening. So, anymore.
2: what are your thoughts, Scott? It's probably for the airport, like if it, in your you know in your luggage.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: they they you open know. people's luggage,
0: just chucking yeah, things. They've into got pork the, rinds
2: with the wood cutter. Now you the got... wood chipper, like <laughs> pork rinds, and wow,
1: what is this? So no pork. Well. I, I, I got to imagine if you if you were over there as an athlete or just an observer going to see the World Cup, you probably wouldn't even want to access pork, sex toys, or porn on your phone. I'm guessing. Don't even like look up pictures of pork because I'm guessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, more, that's what it but says. But more seriously, the yeah. porn part of it. If you're looking at porn on your phone, I'm guessing they might be monitoring web traffic and whatnot. The whole yeah. country
0: probably is a VPN. And the
1: Britney, yeah. the Britney the Griner situation, in Russia she's still in jail in Russia for having uh, an itty, uh, bitty bit wee. itty bitty bit of weed. Itty bitty bit of Um, I wish I had the soundboard. Are you smoking that weed again. <laughs> but uh, and she's still in prison because of a little bit of weed. And like those those countries, they're really authoritarian. They don't they don't mess around. So be careful. Yeah, I just canceled my World Cup trip. Because of that. Because of um
2: the the I really pork, like, I'm guessing? I really like pork. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. I was getting a little worried there for a second. Um pork,
1: period. Not not comma. <laughs> I mean I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a certain appeal to the other things, but you know. It's yeah. not ideal.
0: I'm envious. I'm envious that I didn't create that
2: clickbait. I mean that's a fantastic headline. It's probably a real thing. I mean, it's a Muslim country; they follow Uh, maybe maybe not, maybe maybe not, follow Sharia law, and uh, you get caught with some of this stuff. Actually, you know, in uh, I believe it's Iran
1: or Iran, as the real people say, Iran, Iran. Um, I believe it has one of the highest trans populations, trans rates, because that's not illegal. Being gay is illegal, Um, and so therefore people whether real or not in an effort to get around it will be claimed trans status. And so boom, well, trans, okay. more trans as a percentage of the population. Then what a weird way to be progressive as I- Iran is. It's like one thing is like way regressive. And the other one is. Well, yeah. Cause if,
2: if the, if uh, the Quran or, or the Hadith don't mention, cross-dressing um then it might not make it into the law hadith the he, he had away, some, hadith you
1: know? had some good hip-hop in the late 80s early 90s yeah His, hadith is one of my favorites so yeah you should you guys should look him up if you um, haven't
2: yeah they're great great they they really crossed the lines you know merged cultures you know deer in a headlight guys a yeah all right headlight. all right jeff what
1: yeah. do you
0: got um i I don't have anything i mean your body's have, still falling apart y- it is uh <coughs> super fat um <laughs> my uh ten year old he uses my uh my my extra tire that's around my waist as a punching bag nice and uh he thinks it's funny he's like this is so great it doesn't hurt anymore when I hit your abs because there's are nothing there hmm. and uh you know so that's that's really uh, depressing. Um, I had my
1: 50th birthday. That was fun. Yeah, you this did. This past year. Yes, this past year. Um, He's already forgetting. Right. <laughs> Jeff doesn't know how time works anymore.
0: So f- for everybody out there, my birthday is November 1st, and it, it, it really it came and went. And my um, wife, is, as we were leading up to it, um, she's like, so what do you want to do for your birthday? And she asked me this a couple times. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you don't have something planned? Mm. And I've told some people <laughs> this story, so I hope it doesn't sound bland. But uh, I'm, like, I'm like, how can you not have, or actually, um disrespectful to my wife. Um, I'm like, how can you not have something planned for my 50th so, birthday? It's so my I heard birthday. you were
2: on the golf course. Yeah. And, and, and you by- said that.
0: <laughs> well, no, I said it then. And the day of, and I said it a couple other times once to my wife, like serious, like nothing, nothing. And and so on my birthday, actual birthday as a family, we went out to um one of my favorite Italian restaurants and it was a nice night and I'm like, this was good.
2: I'm good with this. It's good enough. Yeah, I
0: got to hang out with my family, and uh, it was fun.
2: I'll settle for that.
0: And so it's fine. Fiftieth uh, birthday, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Half a half a century, and so the week went on. And uh, my wife, she's like, "Well, this weekend, I was thinking, maybe you know, since the weekend, instead of you know during the week, you know, people have work the next day, we could you know get together with some couples and and go out." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds fun," and so that was the expectation. On the Saturday, we were going to, you know, go out in the evening with some couples, Zach and his lovely wife, Lisa. We were going to go out with another another couple. And that gentleman called me in the middle of the day on that Saturday. He's like, hey, or maybe it was the night before. I don't remember, but he's like, hey, do you want to go get some golf balls? Um, and I'm like, yeah. And he just talked about, you know, kind of getting back into the sport. And I'm like, yeah, that seems seems good, yeah, I know you're wanting to kind of you know hang out and hit some balls and do some putting and kind of get back into the game, so yeah i'm I'm up for it, so we go out in the afternoon and um uh, i well I'd asked my wife I'm like, so what's going on like from here until like the evening? She's like, well, um you know we got like, doing this and that with a friend at the church and and um why and i'm like well so and so asked me to go hit some golf balls and you know not too far so we got she's like oh go yeah have fun like great looking back she also made me a drink like she's like she never does that i got some limes right if i look back i'm like wow she's been really nice (laughs) like just yeah take whatever you want just go you know drink in the car go to golf you know and uh, we go, we play, and uh, we're we're there for a couple hours. We, I guess, I guess I was supposed to be looking at my phone at some point because it's fifty. It's fifty nine minutes ago. My wife's like, "Hey, you can come by the church. Everybody's uh, here. Just pick us up here," and uh, we all met there and uh, just you know come on by. So we go. We leave uh, the golf course. We get to the church, and I see um, Zach, Lisa, some others, my wife included, out in front. I'm like, ah. I pull up. I'm like, Uber. And I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I, what I didn't even realize, my wife goes, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, like she knew. I, I get out of getting the, old. Yeah, I get out of the car. And I I see a taco guy in the front. I didn't even notice really all the cars. I'm the least observant person on the planet. I see the taco guy. It is a small strip mall. With the Mexican food place and the strip mall. Yeah. yeah. But he's just sitting there with like just, there's nobody there. It's just this guy. (laughs) The the competition's (laughs) opening up next to the Mexican (laughs) restaurant. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody is using the church. Because he gets used all the time and i'm like okay i'll just sneak in i know where the bathroom is it's my church you know i'm just go out and just kind of curl around the corner get in the bathroom go and and get back in the car and we'll all go out to eat as i'm approaching i see a drum set i see a full like, I'm like a full drum set and stuff set up I'm like oh my gosh there's a like this is a bigger thing than just a little event some you know my gosh okay uh, I'm still gonna just I'll just sneak in. It doesn't look like anybody's playing. I go three steps in and I'm just stopping my tracks, and there's like sixty a million sixty <laughs> sixty million people it's like sixty <laughs> or seventy people or something like that and I just hear surprise and I'm like, you gotta be kidding like what my wife my wife pulled off the greatest fiftieth surprise birthday party of my life I it mean, was great we, we i've got... had other 50ths, but this was the best 50. anybody that
1: goes way back with this podcast will recognize the i'm 52 i'm 52 and i'm a gym teacher and we made a little remix out of that years ago we played that as you as we surprised you and it was it was great to be able to use that in an actual context even though you're not 52 yet no
0: but it was quite the shindig, and Zach Andy, and other amazing people uh played um and it was uh it was great and uh it was a blast my wife uh every once in a while she listens to our podcast but kudos to you, I love you that was uh something else. And uh, for those of you who were 50, you, you've been 50 before, and you didn't get a good surprise birthday party, well, suck it. Blame you, your uh, wife. You know, too bad. Yeah. Blame your wife. <laughs> well, plan on 100. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a blast. So Happy that, birthday, Jeff. That happened. And uh, sorry I put a long wind in this, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a good setup.
2: Nice. Good yeah, stuff. It was, it was good. good. Good time. I was invited. Did you know that Jeff?
1: And he came all, and I showed
2: up all, all of Thank the, you. That's barely thanks, the... <laughs> thanks to Zach. I showed up. <laughs> thanks to Zach. I showed up. I totally forgot. Yeah. And, and... You don't
0: have a girlfriend or wife
2: to remind yeah, you. Yeah, Zach's somewhere. like, are oh, you going tonight to Jeff's thing? I'm like,
1: I guess I am. <laughs> Whatever Jeff's thing is.
2: <laughs> that thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good times.
0: It was, yeah, it was, it was so fun. Um, and uh, it was it was a good 3 hour 3 hour thing got to sing in the band play or,
2: and uh play the you played the cowbell
0: the cowbell
1: a little tambo maybe some a
2: little, tambourine a
0: little tambourine man my wrist was really hurting really hurting the next day I'm like working out the 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 tambourine wrist yeah i don't know it's like a shaker
1: definitely not going to Cutter anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll, anyway, we'll, we'll edit, know. we'll edit all that out. <laughs>
0: we'll edit that last ten minutes out. Um, how are you guys? What else, Jeff? How oh, is there you? more? What there's else? more.
1: No, not regarding your party necessarily, but what what else is going on with you? Anything else? It's not a trick question. You can.
0: Um, Do you know? something? I don't know. If my Alzheimer's is kicking in. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff.
1: You told me you gave up church. Oh for yeah. Rent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> six months earlier, whatever. So easy.
0: Now, it's been months since we've been to church. has been months.
2: Hmm.
1: And I've been pl- I've been playing at church, you know, a lot for me, which is one or two times a month. Which is um, why I'm not going to church. Uh, but you know, I, I sometimes when I look out, I know when Jeff's here. There, even if I can't make out individual faces because the lights are dark. Just but look at I can see touchdown Jesus. Touchdown Jesus. <laughs> or whatever the the no. praise method of what is this one? Uh, Th- like arms open with arms wide open or <laughs> whatever that one is. You're not holding the baby. All, know, these, all these down. little analogies. You're not doing a touchdown with <laughs> your arms straight up. Um I don't know some comic comedy guy had yeah. that thing but yeah. Your arms are wide open as wide as possible. Holding the fridge. Haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Holding the fridge.
0: Yeah, it's been a while, and it's more. Well, you gotta
1: protect your beer. I mean, part of it is.
0: Uh, I don't know, Scott. Why don't people go to church? Why do people take
1: breaks?
2: Ooh, no, myriad of reasons. Do you feel
1: like it's more than I know? You do sports, as I just interrupted Scott. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Scott. No, go that's good. No,
0: Scott was going nowhere.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you? You guys do sports. You're a sports family. Yes. And these days, I don't know where you are, listener, in the country, but in Southern California, let me make sure it didn't go to okay. That's weird. All right, in Southern California, um, sports culture with kids is as many things as possible on Sunday morning. When when I grew up, and I'm nowhere near as old as Jeff, but I'm still you know approaching middle age. There was no sports on Sunday. Yeah, Ever. I don't remember ever doing sports on Sunday. Yeah, I don't remember Saturday. that either. Yeah, Back when America used to be Christian. <laughs> Man, can't wait till... Never mind. Um, You guys are a heavy sports family, but is there something more to it than just sports? Is there a little uh, pulling... taking a little break? Putting the church sales up? Uh, slowing down?
0: I, I get... I'm going to pick up what you're putting down. And I... I I do affirm the we are a sports family and we got a lot going on.
1: Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. I just finished <laughs> Athletic <laughs> Brewing Beer. Company Free Wave Hazy IPA non-alcoholic. <laughs> Scott, I appreciate that you bought this seriously, but it's a terrible mistake. <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. All right, keep going, Jeff. Um, anyway, I think
0: there's a little bit of a uh, disconnect. Um I'm my motivation to uh there's been a couple of sundays where i think we could have gone and didn't go and i i just like i i don't don't feel like going to church feel lazy and uh, i'm going to rest here and i'm going to i'm going to reason it out why like i need a break i'm tired i want to watch football i don't even care um and so that's kind of where i've been at if I haven't been doing the sports with the kids, I've just been lazy. But disconnected. Well, I'm now—I di- would just say now I'm disconnected. When you mean disconnected. Disconnected from community, disconnected from what's going on at our church.
2: Oh, so because you haven't been there, you feel disconnected. Yeah. But you don't feel disconnected, therefore you don't go. Correct. Well, I think it becomes a cyclical— uh, I think it it
0: feeds it feeds itself, and right?
2: But the initial reason you didn't go is because it wasn't because you felt disconnected. No,
0: okay. no, no.
2: Because no. that's a big difference.
0: It is a big difference.
1: I have think, you and your wife talked about this?
0: No, no. Although this past actually it might have been as is <laughs> as, as recent as yesterday um, that she mentioned a hearing from God and 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 some things regarding like being disconnected and not going to church and, and just feeling that, feeling that drag. I'll use that. Like word. she's,
1: she's not hearing from God or she, she is. And what did she say to her? <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh,
0: something to the effect of you need to get back on the horse. For a, you know, l- lack of a better picture, um, and and get to church and get with your people and and part and part of it's probably me.
1: I'm just picturing there's an actual horse. <laughs> Tanya and Jeff get on it. is wearing clothes. Jeff is shirtless, of course. <laughs> Doing well,
2: his... cause is, is that because I mean she knows that you wanna be there. It's just that you just felt like. a you know, you just want to sleep in or stay home no, or whatever?
0: No, I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's just, right now, it's just, it's feeding it's feeding itself, and not going is creating more not going. And then, oh, well, next week we've got baseball, so we won't be going anyway. Uh, however, as I look, as I'm kind of analyzing it all like the church is trying to the church probably needs us and in terms of like community because we're going through we have an an, another pastor that is at the church a transition pastor and and so that's you know that's something where the energy is probably needed and you know i know that it's just Churches have been getting crucified, and uh, I mean, I would not want our, our church to end, and at the same time, I'm not going. So, that's I feel a little guilty because of that, but then I'm like, this isn't my responsibility, but then it is my community. I'm like, well, I literally reasoning it out I'm like, I don't lose my community if the church goes down, and the church goes down, and my beliefs don't, you know, leave because the church you know close the shop or something like that god forbid but
2: yeah you could still hang out with the same people that go, right. yeah, go used to go there or go
0: there whatever yeah i mean a bible study with people is probably more powerful than going to church but then all the people that don't get a connect that are searching for somewhere you know i would not want that not to be i would want people to have that environment to connect so it's a this is it's a really
1: it's, it's yeah, I, not I'd a sp- difficult situation I'd but. still hang
2: out with you Jeff If you didn't go to Mountain View <laughs> <laughs> Of course you would
1: Je- uh, Scott would prefer that you don't go to Mountain View Jeff <laughs> I I almost know that That's because he can't, he can't I don't know much in this life But <laughs> I almost know
2: that It's like death, taxes, and <laughs> Wow That's a lot it's maybe put... it's
1: because we our church is so progressive. You heard about that Mountain View church. Two trans pastors. They just love everybody. Oh my gosh, so progressive. Everybody's welcome. Well, what do you think about that, Zach? Um, well, there's a lot, and it can be as simple as you need a break. I've had those those moments and yeah, well, it wasn't that. They still happen. Um but from my experience just taking a break feels good, really refreshing. It's what I needed at the time, but it can build a snowball of being away from that community. And church is complicated for me. I I promise you, I believe things or hold opinions loosely about God that would probably scare the crap out of a lot of people that go to even a church that's like, you know, as open as Mountain View. There's like super conservative people. There's a there's somebody that goes there every week. It's almost the same same shirt almost every time. It's a, I don't know this person. I'm sure he's very nice. All the interactions I see this person do seem very lovely and nice. He does wear a shirt that says, um, disrespect this. It's a picture of the flag. And get this. And it's a boot. And it's like that person. And I'm sure he holds more nuanced views than just that shirt. I had a more progressive politically friend uh text me and like did you see that shirt sure. um but that person person is worshiping god next to somebody well for one I'm there and or, or next to people that are probably super liberal um uh, politically and vote in a way that would make they would make each other uncomfortable with the way they vote and that's the beauty of of the mountain view model um but oftentimes that's unaware. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. But if you uh if it starts to snowball where you're taking a break, you you miss that you can miss that community. It can be easier to hide, like maybe you're struggling with something you don't want to deal with. I'm not saying you specifically, Jeff, although maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but and if you're not at church and you don't get asked questions, maybe you won't feel that little that ping pang of uh conviction about, oh yeah, I need these guys. I need to I need this family. Even though you do have us in or out of Mountain View, you have your OG bros and you have bro Andy and you have other people, other families that care about you church or no church. But there's something about going there and being involved. Like when I took a break um from church, it was it was not an official break. I just kind of like stepped back from playing worship. I was playing very, very little. It felt good, but there is, after a while, you get comfortable in not doing the thing and you start to feel disconnected. You start to interpret, like, oh, they, you know, I'm not wanted as much. Maybe I, sh- maybe I don't belong there. And it wasn't until I, like, I started playing again fairly regularly and you get that connection, like that personal connection, you're around people. And you start to feel like, oh, I, I am involved. I, can't, I am of use here. And so the, the separation can create that, the feeling of like, oh, people don't really care that much. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I don't know if that's a, that's a good idea. The more, the most important thing, church or no church, is community that you can be honest and vulnerable with. And that, if the not going to church for you, Jeff, is a sign that like there are things you're pulling back from for, for other reasons other than just sports or just taking a break, then, you know, we would need to dig into why that's happening.
0: Well, but, uh, I mean, I think it's quite clear. Scott mentioned it uh, in Qatar. It's uh,
2: pork. Uh, porn and uh lgbtq one, of those, one of those things is going on with you jeff right
1: <laughs> in that case how much bacon
0: I are you eating i can clearly
1: tell you it's a lot of pork <laughs> i can't get enough pork i do love bacon mm. actually if i love bacon to a, an inappropriate level it might as well be porn okay like it's close yeah. it's
2: greasy i will i will say <laughs> this if the church
0: if the church just Opened up service. Well, before they do service, like on online, there's a uh, YouTube. The YouTube channel's running, and there's some background music. And if it was pictures of bacon, and the bacon was just frying on the in the foyer before you go in the church, I would be up so quickly and out the door, and be like, "I'm going to church, beating bacon. I'm beaten going to ba- church. Yeah, bacon? I'm going to church."
1: Oh, you. This reminds me. The hospitality team at church, there's a little green room backstage. With bacon. And they have been on a roll with breakfast burritos every Sunday for whoever's volunteering. That's why I feel so comfortable there. It just dawned on me like, oh, if those go away, hey. So there you go, Karen. If somehow Karen Karen. hears this.
2: (laughs) Is that her real name? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel bad now? I feel bad now.
1: (laughs) We'll edit that out. She's,
0: well, she's the most amazing Karen
2: there is. Yeah, so. she
1: she is. And uh, if those burritos stop, you know, maybe that's when Zach stops. So threat.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's the threat. Really creating I some
0: creating some leverage there.
2: Oh, uh, that's cool. So I I was uh running an office while well, my church was running an office from the Southern Church. And uh thank you. And one of the guys that goes there, um, he used to be like the head sh- the head uh, chef for Denny's. He's head chef for Denny's and he cooks all like the men's breakfast once a month. Oh, wow. Dude, it was amazing. I bet. Get people to get men to come out for men's breakfast, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It was good. Thank you, Zach. This is the Expatriate India Pale Ale.
1: This is an all time classic.
2: Nice. I think. I
0: just want to thank everybody for hanging with us
2: today. Yeah, we know how hard it is for you out there to listen to this. Yeah. I mean, you know, with your lives and.
1: So your wife feels the call. I feel the call. Oh, yeah, okay. So you're going to lead your wife back to church. <laughs> I, <I've laughs> Sorry.
0: I totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. She, we'll, we'll she felt find, like God was talking to her. We'll find our way back to church. Yeah. I, well,
2: you're welcome to come to uh, my church. Leave your l- kids at home because we're going to have a uh, children's ministry, though. I mean they can sit, you know, through it, but maybe they can,
0: but Is it hard to get through it? Maybe for a kid. Oh, Okay. Yeah. My oldest son, he'd probably soak it up.
2: Yeah, come join us. He's a cerebral kid. Yeah. Um Yeah. Church. We have the best worship. Chris Tomlin, Matt Redman, Carrie Job. Mm. We, we get we get all the Is it Job or Joby? Up. Um Who are, Obey or Yeah.
1: Are they? Yeah. So you guys just play a CD? Is that, what... uh, <laughs> Is that what's happening? Uh, exactly not to
2: say that I mean. Oh. they wouldn't. They would come out for twenty-five people. Come on. Yeah. Hey, uh,
1: size doesn't matter, Scott. Um. Well, it's
2: not exactly CD. That's so you know. I mean, so the number 2010, of people. Ten, you know. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we just had an election. We jumped off there. Church, yeah. church, the election. Unless you had anything else. I'm just trying to keep it moving with God only knows what. I don't know, but...
0: The church really needed that red wave.
2: Yeah, yeah it was supposed to be a red wave. It was
1: supposed to be a red wave. And uh, no matter how you feel about it... What like, a dumb slogan. Yeah, it it was uh, very interesting. Now, this is a little out... We don't usually do politics so much, but I bring it up because I I have family that are pretty concerned about the way the country is going and feel very compelled to engage politically for one the abortion thing in california it what ended up passing was whatever prop one i think which puts it in the california constitution and i'm gonna get details wrong but i think seriously yeah you can get even though See, I don't think functionally things are going to change in California. Abortion was already legal. I think they made it in the Constitution to where you can basically have abortion on demand up until birth, pretty much. Interesting. Now, if you're, if you're a pro-life individual, um, that can sound horrifying. The good news is, I think, hardly any abortions happen just for birth control purposes that late in the pregnancy. Something I I'm guessing something has gone wrong if something is if, if a baby is being aborted at that point. But But even then it would
2: so if that happened it wouldn't be illegal then if there's a medical reason.
1: So it, not in California, yeah. But well, now no, no, you don't any, you don't need no, a medical anywhere, reason.
2: Well anywhere, even if abortion is flat out illegal, if there's a medical reason, then
1: Well some states are Making laws like including medical reasons you can't like hmm. um, I don't have all that information. That's not why I'm bringing it up though. What is interesting to me is the the cognitive dissonance in a lot of people who hold pro life positions. For myself, and one of the things that was like, well, one of the things I want to ask, you know, people or point out the average person that is pro life. Uh, abortion wise and full disclosure i consider myself pro-life the, the difference now from for for me now versus back when i was on team america republican uh, world police type uh, politics culture warrior stuff is now it's like i'm trying to be ho- like uh holistic maybe holistic's not the right word like a full-spectrum pro-life. So, for instance, the death penalty. The more you look into some of these other things, the death penalty, a lot of people who are pro-life abortion-wise are pro-death penalty. Do those two things line up? Can you make a case that you can be pro-death penalty and pro-life? Or maybe you're not pro-life if you're pro-death penalty because 4 or 5% of people is the estimation that are wrongfully killed. That's fascinating. And, uh... Like,
0: oh, that baby got a chance, but... Now we gotta kill it because it did bad later in life.
1: I, which it's brutal. Which also the uh, um oh what was I gonna say? Sorry. No, it's okay. It it's along those lines. Um, oh, very often. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop back up for me, but to move it back into the faith spectrum what would what, what you believe happens when we die? And for, I, I'm guessing most pro-life people that are Christians believe that there's some sort of hell forever if you die outside of Christ. And so the mind experiment that I think really freaks my parents out, I brought it up once like years ago, and I think they thought I was totally off the reservation. I was not saying this is true, but what I was pointing out is that if abortion might actually save babies from hell, and that there's a whole mind f mm. if you mm-hmm. if you hold an eternal conscious torment version of the Bible where people have free will and they don't choose Jesus then they go to hell forever if the more babies are aborted, the more people don't end up in hell because they also believe that uh, if if a baby dies it's before the age of whatever that term is, Scott, you know what I'm talking about? The age of accountability. Accountability. So they won't end up in hell. And so that, that actually that mind experiment, when I, I heard that from somebody back before I was quote unquote, more universalistic in my Christianity, man, that one did a number on me. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so like, I hold these views that are at the very least their intention. And some of them might actually be contradictory. And it, yeah. and if it, it creates a lot of tension and cause and, and took me down a path of really thinking deeply about a lot of these issues, political or spiritual that I'm thankful for, but man, it was painful at the time. Now, what
2: if you said you were more universalistic in your quote unquote Christianity? Am I, am I <laughs> 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 Would that satisfy you more? <laughs> but yeah, probably better. <laughs> well, there's a, there is a, uh, um, it is logical to a certain degree, um, that, you know, pro-life or, um, Anti-abortion. Um, that that pro-lifers would be against the death penalty. There, there is some sort of logic there. It, it's logical to some degree, but I don't think it takes into account information that.
1: I mean, if you're a Christian, though.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Is that, but it, and that's that's my that's my point is that it doesn't take into account other things that Christians should take into account. Um. So like if if hell is eternal um then it's always been eternal but yet we have in the old testament this i the the uh the command that if someone commits murder then the penalty for that is death um so i it within the christian realm um you have to take that into account and so as you're logicking through this, you have you have that idea that God did command that there's the penalty for murder is death. So in the
1: Jewish Bible.
2: Um the Jewish Bible that Jesus affirmed, yes. And then also you have um the the part about if you you know abort babies then they don't go to hell. But there's also you gotta take into account the command that you shall not murder. So uh you you it's not virtuous even within the confines of christianity to murder a baby to so that they don't go to hell you have to you have to take those things into account in your logic correct
1: and i that's w yeah. i'm not none none of that is to say that I am for abortion i but uh it is It does add a wrinkle of it. And so the Old Testament, though, like, so you think God would have us killing people for those Old Testament laws now that since Jesus affirmed that? I know you don't think that, but you said Jesus affirmed the Old Testament. That means we should still be doing those laws or we haven't moved Um, past those laws in some uh, certain sense?
2: Some of them. Some of them, sure. Um, But... We're not talking about like us as individuals, like we wouldn't go out and um murder you know nor we wouldn't go out and us individually go out and kill somebody because they murdered somebody um and like paul that's that's the romans thirteen uh chapter where Paul talks about that that government is an institution initiated by God to carry out these types of judgments. Um, but It's like things like Like the Ten Commandments Right Those are still in play Like you You can't just go Oh yeah That's so we, yeah, we get rid of the old The old uh, covenant We get rid of the Old Testament We get rid of the commandments In the Old Testament Well like okay Stealing Murder Those things I don't think we I don't think we want to Say that uh, They're okay now Yeah So yeah Some of them are still in play um. Yeah. So
1: we don't, we don't. You can, Jeff. You can pull the ripcord on this anytime you want. But uh, if you have something else, but it was, it's um, those little conflicts, like, and also with regards to laws. So, let's just take the average person that's pro-life. Roe being overturned feels good. Feels like a step in the right direction, but very often like. Getting laws into place, I'm going to reveal a little bit of my anarchist side, using the state to get things in place that are comfortable for us personally often have complications or consequences that, that go the other direction, the war on drugs won. Like, we want people to not take drugs and to not be addicted to drugs. We're on drugs. You do d- drug. Is it a week or a month or whatever, Jeff? You know what's the the ribbon? Say no to drugs. When does that happen? Is that a month long? Wait, wait Jeff. Wait, say wait, no what? to drugs campaign. You're it a teacher, don't schools. you do like? Uh, I remember say, that in elementary say no to jugs? This, I just said jugs. <laughs> say no to jugs. At least that's what Cutter thinks. If
2: you're a woman, yeah. Well, yeah, and you
1: gotta or you're a man, yeah. watching
2: it.
0: At yeah. some
1: point, I'm
2: i pretty sure our school... Let's say it's a week. I'm pretty sure let's our just,
0: school does something with
1: drugs. Let's the just say drug, it's a week. The war on drugs, you can make a great case. It's been a total disaster and has led to consequences that have done way more harm than getting people off of drugs. I'm not going to lay that case out here, but that's an example of a law that most people would be for because on the surface, yeah, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Um doesn't work it doesn't work one bit it doesn't work and it feeds into illicit drug cartels and if people want something they're going to do it whether there's a law or not like if they made heroin legal right now would it cause any of us to want to do heroin more than we already do now i'm assuming may- none of us may- are itching m- to do maybe heroin maybe
2: not maybe not us um but that i don't think we can definitively make the case that more people uh, that, it, that it. I don't think we can make the case that if something is legal, that doesn't mean that more people will do it because it could be, it could very well be the case that when something is legalized, more people will try it because it's now legal. And, and the flip side of that is that people don't do things. Some people don't do things because it's illegal. Right. But so the law does stop people from because they don't want to go to jail
1: for people that would follow the law in general. Yeah, the other right, which is a lot.
2: Which you're probably right. It's a lot, lot but I think I think it's uh, the point. Yeah, but still, Scott. Okay, <laughs> but but no. So I, I'm with I'm with you on I'm with you and partially and and kind of like we got to there's got to be a little bit more to that. So yes, li- I- I'm making drugs illegal. Does create a black market for drugs, which starts funneling, starts um consolidating money into the into like fewer and fewer people, which then creates drug cartels because they have money and and then can use that money for influence. On the on the other side, though, we have seen cities that have decriminalized all drugs, like San Francisco and Portland, and. Th- It's it hasn't been that great. They end up, you end up with people doing like shooting up heroin on the streets, and you end up they're homeless encampments where police can't, police don't do anything because they're everything's decriminalized, and and it's created more homeless. But that's not why.
1: That's not these things. There's probably some interconnection interconnectedness to these things, but the problems in San Francisco and some of these big cities go were already in place before the decriminalization. But and they've
2: gotten they've gotten worse after the decriminalization. Well they've because they've been getting worse. If that's
1: because of the decriminalization or not, maybe. Or maybe it, it plays a role. But regardless, my my point overall point is oftentimes the consequences are different than you'd think. For with going back to Roe, when Roe first was put in place. I always get this wrong because of my dyslexia. Um the year before Roe was put in place, there were more abortions than the year after, which is counterintuitive, right? Am I doing that right? So Ro, uh, yeah, I I I don't know. Well, well, assuming that's correct, just take that at face value for now. You're right. Um so a law gets abortion as a law of the land gets put in place, less abortions happen the next year. Counterintuitive. You would you would think it would be like, oh, everybody can abort. I mean, I, I know people that think that people want to get abortions just to brag about it. I'm like, huh, that's I you see some of that on the internet, like, but that's the fringe. Most people, it's not a comfortable experience and it's not ideal. But regardless, abortion was falling under every president, abortion the abortion rate since Carter was falling until Trump and then it took a spike up. I'm not going to say it's because it was Republican. Like, who knows why that is, but a little counterintuitive. Like, Trump was claiming all the pro life things and claiming all his pro life credentials and Republican president. Everyone was, Republicans were stoked that he was um, making America great again. It ticked up. I don't know why, but it's like, it's one of those things like, I just want to urge, well, my family, because it's close to home, but also Christians at large, like, just the way culture changes is not through enforcement in the state. The way hearts and culture changes, the way you're going to get a directional pro-life flow to behavior is going to be through boots on the ground education and service and um, commitment to helping people, pre-birth, after birth, through assistance and monetary, all that stuff. like it's not going to be the state waving a magic wand to make abortion go away so if you're discouraged because of the abortion stuff in california or you know whatever i i just i'm definitely revealing i'm directionally anarchist where if you start using the state to get your way and to bring god back to the country power is gonna flip and they're gonna we're in this seesaw mode where it's like oh now we have the power now we're gonna do our thing and it's like I don't think that's a game that ends well. It's I think it falls under the "live by the sword, die by the sword" heading, where, uh, yeah, I've made my case because I got some culture warriors that are close to me, and I'm like,
2: well, it could be both. Well, you could you could do both. You can you you can advocate for legal change, and you can also do boots on the ground uh, education. Maybe
1: and and maybe, maybe. That, I think why, maybe? Well, you can do that you can definitely <laughs> you can definitely do that how effective that will be it's like uh maybe
2: but but one doesn't preclude the other you no why can't you do both
1: and you can be involved in politics and you can try to I'm just saying just be careful what you wish for because I, I think a lot of times when we get political power, our party gets power, we can be like a dog that caught the car. it's like, what do we do now? I don't know. My whole thing was to catch the car and now I caught the
2: car and it's like, and then abortion numbers going down until Trump, but I maybe, maybe down overall, but in some communities or cities that I don't think that was the case. Like, uh, was it the year before Trump or something? 2017, 2018, there were more in like in New York, uh, amongst the African American population. There were more abortions than births. Um, so it's like okay, maybe overall abortions go yeah. down, but uh, that's just not necessarily true for different groups of people.
1: Yeah. Well, my point, and we'll wake Jeff back up. My no, point, I'm here. I'm
0: I'm I'm following my you.
1: My point ultimately isn't like abortion, yay or nay, or like ultimately that was kind of the the thing, the example to use of just if you're if you're fighting culture, if you consider yourself fighting a culture war. Ask yourself: Is it making you a better person? Are you loving people better? Are you are you being more Christ-like in the midst of that? And if if you're engaged politically and you feel like you are, and you're not more self-righteous, I just I see a lot of people that where the anger is increased, the fear is increased, all, all emotions that can drive you to do positive change. Anger, especially, it's like I'm not saying don't be angry, but if it's not making you a better person, then maybe consider uh, stepping back from the uh, front lines of warfare on either side. On either side. You're oh pro, yeah. A pro. Yeah, a culture war in general. Pro life. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> you just say I was talking over you. Okay, we'll edit that out. I'm just kidding. No, I said it right. I know. Okay. Um, Jeff. Oh, I remember, Dave. Dave Rubin. For whatever is. Whatever you think about Dave Rubin, I remember hearing him a long time ago, kind of when he was more in just leaving the left before he went pretty much right politically. He was in this interesting period of like leaving the Young Turks, far progressive, and he just didn't have his political footing. And he described himself as like being complicatedly pro-choice. And the way he described how it was, I'm like, that's a... I I, I want to come up with sort of like a complicatedly pro life position because some people that are pro life drive me nuts. You know where they want to throw the women in jail in jail, the doctors in jail, like the the pro pro life absolutists, which ironically should lock Herschel Walker up for hiring a contract killer. But I'll just leave that aside.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Has a has that been? anyway yeah As, assuming
1: it's true yeah. Re- regardless like yeah I'll just I'll just get off that because you know we're not gonna solve it anyway and I don't know much about it because I've never had an abortion Jeff <laughs> I mean that personally me me personally that oh, God, man <laughs> so many caveats
0: I, uh, I I think about in uh, like the Bible about government like you know you need to you know follow your government or pay your taxes or whatever uh you know in in the form of like render unto caesar that creates right that creates uh society you know you need to have society and there are going to be some uh laws that people you know need to follow and i'm like because that's the only reason because i i would be in your camp uh the anarchist camp zach and that you know, like laws are not going to stop people from doing harm to themselves, or or putting themselves in jeopardy, or or putting others in jeopardy. Um, you know, laws are just going to be there's going to be a consequence if you do it. And so there's some fear. Um, the hope is that if you do this, then and society is deemed uh, this this thing is whether it's you know reckless driving or or having an abortion. You know, there are going to be consequences for it. I would say that. There's going to be natural consequences um, if if something is really bad for you that laws are not needed, although it's helpful to have a stop sign here or there um, and some crosswalks. And But still, it, it doesn't stop, you know, somebody from running over somebody in the middle of the street and um, or from drinking and driving or whatever it might be. Uh, I'm. I just think there are way too many laws. I honestly, I can't stand ninety nine percent of the laws that we have, and I think people are, um, people are people. They're going to do what they do, and I don't think there's. And I, I know I get a lot of pushback from this, um, even as a school teacher. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of telling people that. Little kids to get in line and stop talking. I'm like, for goodness sakes, as teachers, we do that. I'm like, you can't, you can't stop human nature. It's, you know, the it's so all this, all of what I see in the world is like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. All, all of this is ridiculous, and government is ridiculous, and and a lot of things that are happening in the world just continue to be ridiculous. And it's not that there needs to be some like reset on everything because that's impossible it's like turning the titanic uh you know and using a toddler to try and turn it it's not going to happen and so i i think about you know my just thinking about my wife and our conversations you know with abortion and and you know she's like i think there should be a right to choose and she's like it's up to you know a mother a, a a future mother or not going to be a mother, whether she chooses that or not. And I'm like, and there's also ramifications, you know, for, for choosing that. And, you know, there, there are scars with that. And so, but that is something that the individual chooses and then lives with it. And right. So there's, you know, there it's a, and I don't think it's up to others like us to be like, oh, don't do that. You know, it's it, it's going to be it'll be bad. Some would say, oh, that's a sin. You know, you can't. You're you're killing an unborn baby, and and so there there's so many rabbit
1: trails. Ooh, fun fact! I just remembered this: Jewish people <laughs> in generally a good fun fun segue. This is a really fun fact. Um, I I believe with a I don't know with what percentage of Jews, but I believe in the Orthodox. And I'm so open to being corrected here, listener, or Google eventually when we Google this. But life begins at the breath because God breathed life into Adam. And so that's what they believe. That's what they believe it was a, a human life is like with that first breath. You're born and you take that first breath. And that I've heard the argument made, and it, it may well be true, that that's what Jewish people in Jesus' time would have believed about life whether that's true or not like ultimately I I don't know but it it's another interest it's a fascinating wrinkle to the conversation I think for for the pro-life side I think it's if you're really ardently pro-life I think it's more complicated than you think and if you're really ardently uh pro-abortion it's it's also complicated. And I think more and more people are realizing that I hear on podcasts, I hear so many people because abortion has been up so much. I hear a lot of people that would be pro-choice and more on the left talking about the complications of the issue and how it is at a certain point. It's really, it's really a sticky situation at a certain point in development in the pregnancy. These are people that are pro-choice. And I appreciate the honesty on both sides. I just, ultimately, the left and the right, abortion wise, seem to be having two different conversations.
2: Yeah. So, like, from the, again, in the context of Christianity, or in this case, as Judaism as well, I think there's a, a law in the, the Old Testament, Exodus or Leviticus, where if, you, if someone, if a lady's pregnant and, uh, someone. Is involved in an altercation and they they harm the pregnancy. That's right. um, Then they're liable for for murder. Um, And
1: that's that's the case here. People get tried for double murder. Yeah.
2: So so yeah. um, You yeah babies. In our time, babies um, don't breathe until like they don't they don't take a breath with their lungs until they're outside of the womb. Sure. But that doesn't mean that they're not uh, an independent human life until they're outside the womb. Like they're like so. Again, you got. I think you got to take into consideration not just this idea of breath. Like you breathe into Adam. That 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 doesn't even like one doesn't follow from the other. That oh, because you breathe into Adam, then therefore life doesn't start until breath. It doesn't. It's not necessary that that's. Uh, some sort of definitional thing for life
0: well even it just gets more complex the more we know the, and the you know going back to you know old jewish culture and and thinking of you know the first breath of life outside of the womb is like that's the beginning of of life whereas now we have so much technology for goodness sakes you, oh they it just got um you know the egg just just got um, fertilized, fertilized yeah. and and now we can actually see, you know, a future human life growing under a microscope, which is crazy. And to see that, like the more information that we have, the and more technology that we have, we end up putting ourselves to a test of. It makes
2: like,
1: it more
0: difficult. I'm getting,
2: well, and just, the more yeah. the more responsible we are too. Like, it's, it's like As technology to, yeah. develops, the more we know, the more responsible we are. Right.
0: It's like sitting down with someone that you're like, I hate this person. I hate what they believe and I hate what they stand for. And then you sit down with that person. You have a really good conversation. Like, gosh, darn it. I think I'm going to someday call you my friend, which I couldn't, <laughs> you know, like something like that. It's like, yeah, the more connection you have and the more details you have in everything – the more compl- complicated it gets and more complex it is to get out of it. Yeah. It's
1: we keep having our we keep biting from the knowledge of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, man. I think there's something to that metaphor, like when you don't have when you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the shame that comes with some of that knowledge. Yeah. Um and uh with more discoveries and more yeah. Whether it's you know pick the issue It doesn't have to be abortion.
2: Yeah. Now going back to the anarchy thing, um, I mean unless Jeff you had more on that, but yeah. oh. um, I'm all about anarchy. Like I, 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 I'm, yeah, I, I would, I would rather there be less government intervention in our lives. Um, now anarchy, let's say anarchy specifically, I don't understand because I like I want to go straw man like anarchy. Okay, so no rules. That's but, what that's what everyone does, but. I know that's not what anarchy is saying um, that's not what smart anarchists would say <laughs> right that's what the media says about yeah because, chaos because they call it uh, anarchy because i yeah i don't i don't think anar I, I don't think anarchists are against like private property, for example, um because if you're for private property, then you'd want some sort of protections like legal protections to some degree um but it could be
1: on a small level,
2: right, right? And it can be like
1: right now. What What is happening here? This is an anarchist relationship. Oh yeah, you we're can, all over the place. Yeah, you guys are free. I mean, yeah, clothes aren't on. I mean, I, it, I don't even know I mean, what is. On anything your naked can happen. Feet, Jeff. Literally, I don't
2: even feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, at any point, our legs are kind of close together. But.
1: You guys can leave at any point, and. I'm not going to hold you here. It's a, it's a very simple example, but this is a completely anarchistic relationship that's going on right now. You can leave whenever you want. I can ask you to leave whenever you want. And you can I take to-
2: my mask off at least? Well, <laughs> we got to check your temperature first. But yeah, so less government intervention. I was having a discussion yesterday about about uh, uh, with some people from church, and it's like, uh, the, like something about like uh, uh, discrimination, hiring uh, discrimination practices. It's like, okay, hey, I don't want people to be discriminated against, but I also don't want the government to compel people to hire people that they don't want to hire. So, how can we like? Is there a way that this can be balanced out where, like, you, 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 you don't want discrim- you don't you don't want people to discriminate? Okay, great. But what's everyone else supposed to do about that? If someone is, if someone discriminates. So from an anarchist perspective, I don't know what the anarchists would say, but I think it's like, hey man, if 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 you have a if you're a business owner, and you know you have an office, and now hey, you want to hire a secretary, are you going to hire who? What what's the secretary you're going to hire? You're going to hire, and, and you're married. You're business owner and you're married. You're going to hire a, like a cute secretary or would your wife be like hey i think it'd be better if you hired like a you know an older una- you know less attractive secretary i'll let my wife make the choice yeah so like at some point like is that discrimination okay or is the government going to come in and say no you you can't discriminate based upon age you, you, you can't prefer older people oh right right you're right or what if you say oh like your wife's like, no, you got to hire a. dude. Not supposed to discriminate at all. You got to hire a dude because I don't want I don't That's want discrimin- any possibility because you're nasty. I know that. I mean, you might get lonely and you find that this older right. lady this is attractive. The flip
0: side of it, of it all.
1: It depends. But what if she's like, you got to hire somebody who looks like Ryan Reynolds?
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. So, it, but it, can the government? So I don't want the government to come in and say, no, you have to. Just hire you can't you can't discriminate at all. It's like well shoot I don't know about that man. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know about that. I, I prefer I, I I'd I'd rather keep my marriage intact than hire this. It happens. Hot hot uh, young lady.
1: Your mileage will vary.
2: But yeah, it's an example of like well there's what wh- what are we supposed to do? How how do we how do we get around?
0: Well, I think currently the, the lot like things are being created whether they're in the books or not to to kind of bring the system not kind of, to bring the system down.
2: More control to to more control by yeah, government to make
0: people feel
1: helpless.
2: And most of the time As it's for like honors. we're going to we want we we're, we're doing this for your benefit.
1: And even if the reasons are altruistic oftentimes the actual fruit that is born right. from that tree like we're, this is for the minority poisonous. and the
2: oppressed. We're doing this for we're yeah. doing this for the people that have been oppressed. But that's so still more government to, control, yeah, right?
0: And then you get like so you're going to oppress others, just because of the past oppression. We're, right, So we're going to continue with the wrongs, or unintentionally, <laughs> it might it might
1: it might keep people in a place of yeah you're getting by and you're getting assistance, but it makes you less likely to create something or or build your way out of. A situation to really thrive and so yeah there's different consequences this uh i'm always continually reminded of the prohibition increases desire when it comes to the law to just like laws in general in this state and very often the thing you don't want your kid to do is the thing you try to crack down on and the kid wants to do that thing more and i think that's true even with adults i should uh last caveat for me I wouldn't say I'm an anarchist because I don't like, you know me, I'm slippery. I try not to have any labels on me. But directionally, I think, directionally, in my life, how can I create freedom and prosperity for my little circle and in a way amongst a healthy culture? It comes down to culture. Dude, When you mention cars, Jeff. I know we're, we're ending. I'm the one that said we got to end this, and now I keep <laughs> talking. Um, For
2: once, it's not my fault. Like
1: laws with the road. If you go to Mexico, now I haven't been to a lot of Mexico. The couple places I've been they it's have free for all. Everybody's have, fine. They have ro- they have laws. They have laws, but just like we have here, but nobody cares. And it, and somehow generally it works. Like if you if you've been there and driven there a lot, it's a different animal, but somehow it works. But when you first go there, you think and you're riding in a taxi or whatever, Uber, you think you're gonna die. Cause you're not used to it. Everything he- here is so much more ordered. And so why that's different, I don't know. There's laws in both cases, but there's a different driving culture. People are used to different things, and it's just it yeah. just shows it's not just the law. Yeah, I
0: don't know right. why people are yelling at me when I'm going 120 on the, <laughs> the toll road. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, every, all these, all the individuals making individual decisions, and it it gets gets complicated real quick. I'm guessing we pissed some people off. Well, I'll just say I'll probably
1: piss some people off. I brought up abortion, and my point ultimately wasn't abortion per se, but I know we spent some time on that. And boy, did we! But you know what? People, we should have aborted people that people can conversation. People yell us. People, and maybe we will. You know, it if will. this comes out, it was a botched abortion. Well, is that?
0: It's breathing. Too far.
1: <laughs> I already feel guilty. I almost want to repent. We'll let yeah. that out. <laughs> okay.
0: Wow. two. Uh, hey, too. guess
1: what? If we piss you off, no matter where you're at, you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash pod. and then at brosbiblesbeer. No and, brosbiblesbeer. At brosbiblesbeer on all the socials. Um, ladies, if you're single and you're looking for long-term commitment, Scott's your guy.
2: You know where to find me,
1: ladies. Scott at com.
2: That was creepy.
1: Um, And, uh, well, real quick, you guys consuming anything interesting? I would say my wife's making me
0: consume Handmaid's Tale. It's driving me insane. Is there a new uh, season? Yeah, but it's it's not worth it.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> it's not worth it. It's a bunch of close-ups of the main actress, and I think I think they're just now talking about political stuff in a roundabout way.
2: Hmm. Oh, there's S- an agenda.
0: Super libs.
2: I've been watching uh, Tin Star. Have you guys seen that?
0: No, on what?
2: Uh, Texas. Amazon. Thing? Is in Canada. Oh. Um. It's all right. It gives me anxiety though. I'm like, dude, oh. what in the world? Like. How how can you guys like keep going like this? It's weird. Wait, what's this
0: on Netflix, Prime? Amazon, Amazon. Oh, oh, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime? Okay,
2: yeah, that's all right. Zach, what do you Tin star? Yeah, what's it about? So it's a it's a a, a cop, a undercover cop from England, and he moves to Canada and they make him chief of police, and then his past catches up with him. To some degree, and there's all other shenanigans with an oil company. Um, and then there's a lot of death and uh, destruction of sounds familiar. I may very, have seen this, you know, destruction of like uh, just like uh, self destruction and then revenge and justice and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, this is weird. Oh, it
0: sounds like there would be
2: blood. Yeah, it's like most stories, most most action flicks, but it's not. There's not like a lot of actions. Have you tried story. Peripheral yet? Yeah. The, the Peripheral. Yeah, I did. I uh, watched the first episode and like think the sec- first half of the second episode. Um, I got my head. Then I coming. got distracted and I I'm couldn't. The, I'm going to be in the sim. I'm ready. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's pretty good. We're we're into that, and also a brand new one just came out i've only watched the first episode but it seems like an interesting show is called the english also on amazon prime with emily blunt i don't remember the gentleman that is the other lead but it's in sometime in the 1800s it's like you know the white man destroying the indians type of thing it's in that setting of like the western and indians lands being taken and it's the main, the gentleman main character is, I think he's Sioux Indian, but he is a soldier for uh, the states or whatever it would have been. Oh, yeah. And so, depending on the tribe, they would find it. Yeah. So he has sympathies to the Indians' plight. It's it's creating this really dynamic tension. Like right in the beginning, when an interaction happens between a white soldier and this Indian soldier, and they refer to him as Indian, Native American, most people would say, but um, he says, hey, r- right here, you're one of us, but but out, out there, you're one of them. Or He said it in a way that was like, you lose both ways because generally the white people are still going to see you as one of them, and the them, quote-unquote, the Sioux or pick your Indian is going to see him as a traitor. And so it's, I just started it and it's, uh, and Emily Blunt plays an English woman that comes over. Uh, They hint at for revenge purposes. We're not sure where that goes yet. First episode, but it's playing on this tension of like, I think it's trying to find the gray amongst the like evil white and the noble Indian. It's like, it's referencing how, a lot of the Indians were fighting each other like it's um Yeah, they might it they doesn't might, feel overly might, political yeah. to your point, Jeff, about how sometimes shows like on the nose you can tell they're preaching to you about mm-hmm. something. This feels like it's doing trying to find this gray area where yes, there's a lot of ugly on all on different sides, some more than others, obviously, but seemed interesting. We
2: should clip that where you said pick your Indian. It'd be a good clip. <laughs> pick your Indian.
1: Remind me. I'll <laughs> do that after the fact. <laughs> We need we need to update the clipboard. All right. <laughs> hey, well, good times. Guys. Hey, this is and good. Whatever it was, we did it. Yeah, come back soon, Andy. I miss you, deftly massaging the ones and zeros. Bye. Bye.